Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined as usual by Kieran Verbrugge. Hello. And making his Well Played DLC debut, Nathan Hennessy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here and all that. That's uh, that, that sounded like a bit of a, a game show then. Um, welcome. Welcome on. Welcome on and thank you for joining us. Lovely to have you on board. Mm. Uh, look, keen to get into it. Keen to make a good impression as the new guy. Let's see how we go. Long time listener, first time player. Performer. Performer. Yeah, performer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we performed a podcast today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are we both? All, all three of us in, in Melbourne too. Yeah, we are. Locked down. Um, where I want to be, it's, it's bloody cold. Or at least it's getting a bit chilly in my neck of the woods. Mm. Are you, I think, I think you told me before, but you're north. North. That's mm. right. I was gonna, wasn't gonna say that, but, but thank you. <laughs> Karen and I are more on the east. Mm-hmm. But we're acquainted. Oh well, we're from, being from Tasmania. We we manage. Yeah. It was yeah. It was a bit chilly today, but uh, for the most part, it's been fine. Welcome to winter. Those frosty mornings are back. Love it. How do you go in, in the uh, on the tram in the morning? You talk, Either of you. Is it? That, was, that was just a... It's rough. Well, yeah. It's all right. It's not too bad. So but, I, um, yeah. I haven't had to deal with any morning commutes myself, but my partner tells me it's, it's died off. It's, it's dying off with the lockdown being the way it is. It was getting pretty hectic beforehand. Oh, with the the pack trams yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh thinning out a bit. It's uh very very quiet on the roads, to and from work, which is good, but not good that it's actually of the reason why. But mm. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Still alive. Still performing podcasts. That's it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be buried with my mic, so I can perf- so I can perform in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get stuck into it. Actually, no, before we do get stuck into it, Nathan, Yo. give us give us a twenty second profile of yourself. Profile, okay. Ooh, uh, tell the listeners, <laughs> tell the listeners who. Uh, who they're listening to. I've got to switch gears here for a second because I spent most of my previous past few weeks just doing job interviews. And who are you? Well, Nathan is a person who has typically been a traditionally trained journalist, uh, usually tied to my Switch and PC. And I am enjoying now venturing into games discourse a little bit. I like being on this side of the games discourse. It's a little bit messy on the Twitter sphere, so I like this. Well played is my safe space for now. We'll see how it goes. 
well, so we uh, hopefully we don't ruin you with uh, one episode of the podcast. <laughs> yes. With, all right. Well, what's your uh, what's your favorite game? Ooh, um, it's one. I think. Or just one of. I, yeah, I always like to think, if, depending on what day you ask me, it changes. Uh, usually a rotation of a three, but the one I usually fall on is a little old classic Game Boy Advance game, uh, Final oh. Fantasy Tactics Advance. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Kieran's eyes just lit right up. Yep, I yep. saw, you know, like that love heart emoji with the eye, like the eyes of the hearts. That's basically just what I saw, Kieran, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, to nice. keep the little weave inside me watered. I Love think it. that's going to be one of the um, one of the uh, application questions now. Do you like Final Fantasy? Yes or no? And we need to start ticking some no boxes. <laughs> uh, I need more support on this side. That's you. And what's your side? Uh, nah, no Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, um, I played that demo once and it was alright, but I haven't really played much more of it. The Maybe Final one Fantasy. day. Maybe someone will, will punish me one day. I can't believe we haven't thought of that yet. What would you yeah. punish well, it with? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a punishment game, though. That's the problem. Any of us who but, like, like well, it would be like, well, no, oh, that's not a punishment. There are some punishment titles. Well, yeah, f- but like we, I want him to play a I good reckon, one still. I reckon True. for me, I would, I'd hate it, I reckon. You think? <laughs> I, I think it's just the turn-based. I just don't like turn-based stuff. In fairness... Nathan's like, no, I'm fucked fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love my turn-based games. That, that is my genre of choice. And as such, I actually hated the Final Fantasy VII remake partly for that reason. Just because oh. they, they went for, they, they ditched the sort of turn-based combat, strictly speaking. And yeah, not in love with it, controversially. Well, big hot take. Maybe Karen's love is dwindling. It's been tested already. <laughs> All right, before we get into it, I've got a special treat no, you for don't. all of you. It is an Oak review, baby. We've got a Paul's Small Police flavoured review. I mean, flavoured Oak. Uh, this is the second last flavour that I can see that I haven't tried. I'm not going to go with the last one, which is the chocolate banana. That can just get fucked. But let's go. What does Paul have in store? Let's get into it. The best part is Discord's new like noise silencing thing. <laughs> That might turn off, I think. All right, let's give it a crack. Push those flaps out. Well, I don't know about this one. I don't think we're going to have to hear this, Nathan. Mm. Oh, that was so much better. No, it's okay. It's better than Jam Donut, whatever it was. I give that a five and a half. Out of 10. The viewers don't get the ASMR effect of it, so for them it's probably a four or a three. It'll come through in the, um, in the final. We just get spared. Yeah. We're, we're spared oh, on, the, okay. on the Discord channel. I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's well, that's that's, that's your encouragement to come back more often. Yeah. Is you can well, experience there's... the podcast without <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. Yes, I love that. <laughs> mm, now it's all in my moustache. Treat for later. That's it. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about games and what we've been playing. I don't know if much of us can really talk about anything. Um, Mm. Kieran, can you talk about anything? No. No, I don't think so. 
Nathan, can you talk about anything? I can talk about pledges. Ooh. Like, oh, yes, oh. yes, go for it. Let's talk about pledges. Uh, so I've, I feel a little guilty in saying this because my workload's been a little bit light on and perhaps I could have been picking up some more articles for you folks, but I've smashed off a good chunk of my pledges just to get the sort of mental anxiety of it down. I've cleared <laughs> off uh, Deadly Premonition 2 about three weeks ago. That was a weird pick for me. I, I'm glad to have finished it. Didn't love it. Weird game. Um, like the first one, not crazy about the second. Uh, I've cleared Borderlands 3 in the past week, so played through that start to finish. That was a treat. I uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and finished the Division 2, what is it, Warlords of New York or whatever it is, the DLC, last night with my partner. It's one of the few games I can rope her into, so we had a good time with that. That was um, that was neat. It was good playing that after what I'd heard was a fairly rocky launch, so... Yeah, Division 2. Now we're in the end game. We have no idea what to do. It's one of those live service games where it's just, what what do you do now? We're just going to throw a billion different mm. daily things at you and figure it out from there. Nice. I think, uh, did Azza enjoy Deadly Premission 2? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was an 8. Because yeah. I, I, I read the review afterwards and I was like, oh, no, yeah. I feel a bit dirty because I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go anywhere near a school like that. But it's it's got its charm. Like, I can see... See where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, I think he's a bit of a fiend for the old daily premonition. So that boy. It it, it takes a certain person. Mm. As well. well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stand by yeah. the first one. I think the first one's a treat. Uh, if you're into that really off kilter, janky, just absolute bullshit kind of game, uh, I don't. I don't. You can't even call it a survival horror. It's it's a bit of a prank. That game. It's a bit of a meme. But it, it's 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 something. What did you um? What did you get? What was your punishment again? My punishment? Oh dear, that was something really obscure that Jordan prescribed. Um, he went into the depths, Sorry. like the dirty cesspool bowels of steam, to dig something up. Um, welcome, well, welcome to the punishment and pledges. Yeah, I was like, I was actually quite impressed. Um, yeah, he knows where to fish him out from. It's, it's something, something nasty enough that I don't want to touch yeah. it. So. So, so uh, well, I, I can't remember if you know or not, but Kieran and I have never finished a year of pledges yet. So we and the, and the thing with punishments is they they um, continue over. So they basically they stack on top of your punishments, uh, your um, the pledges this year. So I've got two punishment games plus the the pledges. So play. You've, you've got like a pile of shame and a pile of pain. Pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. Love it. Um, and it's just, it's getting to that point where it's like, I don't even know if I can even win. Like, Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I, sti- I got stiffed. Like, I gave Kieran yeah. a short little five-hour period of agony, and then I get a 60-hour fucking open-world jank-fest RPG. It's going to take me, and I play games slow. That's 60 Zach like, hours, isn't it? Or is that 60 normal hours? That's 60 that's normal like 60, hours, so that's... Yeah. Counting like, for Zach will be like what? Oof. 600 hours, probably. Yeah. Um, I actually did... Did I, did I tell you? No, I don't think I ever said this. I actually did start it, like, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe, like, a month ago. Oh, really? Old Elix. Yeah, I played, like, 
15 minutes and I was like, this is fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Oh, like, not like what even like enjoyable in like a funny way. Like, this isn't funny. This is just sad that I have, that I have to sit here and play this. Um, Yikes. And then I've got, I've got that game that Adam's still going to send me fucking Rings of the Lost Dynasty or something like that. I'm not sure that that's not what it's called at all, but um, here we go. I am aiming to finish some... No, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, Inglex right. is pretty cruel. That That's a slog, from what I can say. I, I pity you on that one. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll get to it. All right, let's go into what we can talk about. Kieran, do you want to kick us off with the Steel Series review? Give us a quick little feast of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I won't spend... Um... I won't spend too long on it because it's a it's a mouse. There's not really much for me to say, uh, especially without visual representation. But um, yeah, I've had a maybe what is it like two or three weeks now with the the new Steel Series Rival Five mouse, um, which is pitched as I guess like a semi affordable kind of all rounder, um, you know, multi genre gaming mouse. Um, I guess their uh, the direct competitor would be something like the Logitech G502 which has been probably one of the most popular like mid-range gaming mice on the market by far. Um, but the, uh, the steel series competitor, the rival rival five is a much, uh, more sleek looking, um, much more understated, uh, mouse. It doesn't have, you know, the weird sci-fi arrangement of like a menagerie of extra buttons and stuff. It has, uh, your standard two extra buttons on the side, followed by a, a precision aim button at the at the left side towards the front, um, which is designed to be pressed without sort of taking any momentum away from the mouse. Um, and as I sort of noted in my review, it's it's really specific to people who have probably bigger hands and use more of a, of a claw grip because it, you know, in, in normal use for me, I can't really reach it most of the time. But um, if you are someone who it does sort of fit in with and who plays a lot of games... Uh, you know, plays a lot of sniper um, roles in games. It's probably going to be mm. super handy. The thing that I found genuinely more useful than I was expecting is the um, the paddle button that it has on the left side, which um, I don't know if you guys have seen photos of the mouse or you can pull up a photo of the mouse uh, from the review on the website. But um, Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Is, is that the, the gray button at the bottom? So that's, that's the other one that I was talking about. Um, oh, okay. so it's the one of like just above the, the two extra buttons. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a, a paddle. So it's kind of like the guitar hero strum bar. So it, you know, it goes up and down, um, with your thumb. And I've actually started just literally using that as a replacement for the other buttons because it's far easier to reach and it's a lot more, uh, intuitive for me to press. So I was actually like, oh, when they sort of first announced it, I wasn't really sure how that was going to go, but that's become a staple for me now for pretty much everything. Mm. Um, which nah. is super cool, but yeah, overall, like the mouse is super comfy. It performs really, really well. The sensor is really nice. The uh, actual mouse buttons themselves have a really nice, deep kind of tactile click, um, and it uses the same super mesh uh, USB-C cable that the Aerox Three does that I was using before. Um, mm. Which you know, if you are looking at a wide mouse over a wireless mouse, it's like, yeah, honestly, the the best cable situation that i've that i've had for any product really um so yeah overall super sexy super uh comfortable performs really well um and it's 
uh, I think 119 bucks Australian. So it's not, you know, crazy expensive. Um, cool. So yeah. Awesome. And you can get that from uh, like just your, the usual Everywhere. places yeah. like, like, yeah, JB and stuff. JB, EB, cool. computer stores, all that. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, so you can go to the website and check out that review. Um, we don't really have any reviews to talk about this week for video games, but we can talk about a preview. Now, mm. Kieran, you and I uh, were lucky enough to uh, play a couple hours of Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. Uh, shout out to Frogwares for that, for the uh, yeah. preview code for that one. Um, <clears throat> so before we get into that, you had you played many or any of the Sherlock games previously? I feel like I ask this every time we talk about it. Well, I'm pretty sure that the only reason that we were ever introduced was because I won a copy of Crimes and Punishments from you. Was it? I feel or, like, no, or, or was it Devil's Daughter? No, I might. So have, I no, Devil's I think it would have been Devil's Daughter. Yeah. Um. So um, I think that's how I, I think that's how I even I, how I came to well played to begin with. Was was winning a copy yeah. of that game through, through the uh, the Do You Even Game Bro website? Shout outs to that. Um, Don't know. Uh, very very just on that topic, like a very little, uh, little piece of uh, law here for for well played. We didn't review the Devil's Daughter because our review copy, which was a physical copy at that time, got lost in the mail. Didn't uh, oh, really? didn't make its way to WA. Yeah. Oh no. We didn't, uh, we didn't actually end up doing the review for it. <laughs> well, I didn't end up playing uh-huh. it, so. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, I've, I dabbled in that and Crimes and Punishments um, and mm. obviously The Sinking City, which is, you know, in a similar vein, in a different setting. Yeah. So I kind of, I have an idea of what those games are like, but yeah. I've never really played one to a significant degree. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you've played like a little bit, so you, you kind of get yeah. just yeah. as you said. So uh, with this one, um, Frogwares has sort of uh, taken a bit more creative... Uh, freedom with it and they've um it, it focuses on sherlock as a young uh, budding detective uh, instead of his like established you know um mid uh mid to late 30s early 40s sort of um adaptation that you see in most like films and and other games and stuff like that so he's uh, actually uh watson is not on this journey uh, he has another a friend with him uh, named John. Wait, yeah, John. Mm. Um, and they are going back to the uh, fictional Mediterranean island of Cordona, Cordonia, Cordona, uh, to basically pay final respects to uh, Sherlock Holmes's mother who has passed away. Um, and basically the gameplay that we played, uh, you discover that Perhaps um, your mother might have passed in mysterious circumstances, so you're you're now keen to to figure out what um, what went on there. But the first uh, bit of gameplay that we sort of saw was in Hotel Cordona, I, th- I think it's called, and you sort of rock up after being on a boat for a couple of weeks or a week or whatever, and Sherlock's pretty uh, pretty keen to sort of you know get solving and get cracking cases and stuff and they find a like a like a little cane left on a on a table on a bar side um table and john 
uh, challenges Sherlock to find the owner. And uh, for a skilled detective like uh, Sherlock, it takes takes me you know four or five minutes to to figure out who it, who it is, and they track him down in the hotel, and then that leads to a a more bigger sort of case with um a jewel being stolen, and you know the owner wants Sherlock to to find out uh, who stole it and and uh, where it is, and that's sort of where the preview, uh, the main probably part of the preview takes place. Oh, sorry, like the main first part, uh, and you kind of learn like the mechanics that are pretty much the same as the Sinking City. Um, I don't know if there's a lot that's uh, new. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Most of it's that, that that's there is one cool thing, uh, which I can't remember if, if it's in the other games or not. But uh, can you remember when you have to uh, make a profile of mm. uh, the person that asks you to find the jewel? Uh, you basically you assess his appearance and you look at you know his face, like you know the, the color of his skin is like you know it's like got a, like a red tinge to it, for example. Uh, he's got like a suit and tie on kind of thing, so you make a, assumptions based on on that, and then you the game will give you two options as to how you want to profile um, the character, and then I don't know how much that's going to influence the overall choices because um, I've only given it one playthrough at the moment. I should do want to sort of play like a a second one to see if it does change anything, but but yeah, you can kind of make assumptions. So in this case, you know the the red skin. Well, not red skin, but, you know, but like the red tinge skin. I, I was like, this guy's got a bit of a drinking problem, kind of thing. And um, whereas the other one, I think it was if he he's sick. Mm. I, think, I think I think that I think that was the other uh, other option. Like he's got like a like a, like an illness. Um, yeah. So the game does give you those options, and then um, when you solve that case, at the end of solving the case, uh, the evidence you know, the, the evidence sort of points to who, who is the culprit. Then you're given, again, like you're given a choice to uh, do one of two things uh, with with the culprit. Um, after uncovering sort of all the evidence, you know, there's reasons why you might want to uh, let it slide somewhat um, or you just want to go, nah, you, you're a naughty boy, um, time to go to jail. So... Uh, that was sort of the first part, um, which took place in like in like the hotel. The one thing uh, that I noticed quite quickly after playing, and Kieran, I'm going to assume you did as well, but there's not a lot of variety in terms of the NPCs' responses. Yeah. Um, I feel like I spoke to three or four different um, hotel servants, and they all kind of had the same voice with the same line, and that was only in the first hour of, of like the mm. game and i was already kind of a bit sick of seeing that um but then then from there we went out into the world um sort of and we went into the cemetery which is where you then have to uh hold f and pay your respects to uh to mother mother holmes uh, and then from there there's a a little bit of a a case to uncover um and you get to explore the city a bit, and again, like with it, it, and from here, the open world side of it, or the semi-open world, if, if you want to call it that, um, it does feel a lot like the Sinking City. I will say they've definitely improved the NPCs, uh, the walking paths of them, because um, in the Sinking City, they just feel like they're just 
they're just walking for for no reason they're just walking there and it's it's this you know derelict dilapidated town and there's just people everywhere sort of walking it didn't it didn't really fit whereas here it's it sort of feels like it's a little it's a you know a little bustling tropical town mm. um yeah uh, overall i enjoyed it like I, I quite liked those games i didn't find it overly difficult um yet um so hopefully there is a a little bit of a challenge in there uh, i mean this is this is only like a a taste um but karen what did you think of it i know i don't know if you rated it as much as i did um yeah i mean i like i enjoyed it um i definitely think that something like the sinking city appealed to me a little bit more just because it's a bit of a different setting um i think you're more into the sherlock holmes law than i am or mm. that or that sort of you know that sort of vibe yeah um two young hot boys <laughs> going around solving crimes <laughs> <laughs> i will say i will say sherlock is a hottie in this game so that definitely <laughs> appealed to me um looking very pop punk oh pop pop yeah, rock brother. yeah 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 um i uh yeah i like the investigation mechanics like the, obviously they're similar to to what they were in the sinking city um i uh i don't know because i haven't played enough of those games but like is it is it always a case of like your your main goal is pretty much just to find all the evidence and then you're allowed to move on yeah okay yeah yes. see i don't i don't so, know how i feel about that um so yeah so you've got like your mind palace yeah uh, so if you've played the Sing city or all the other games um all your case sorry all your evidence goes into this thing to this uh mechanic called the mind palace and from there you can make deductions so like um yeah, kind, of, kind of like what i was saying before like um guy character might smell like beer so you can you can discern that he was at the bar kind of you know that sort of stuff like mm. uh alibi says he was at the bar so yeah you kind of and then you sort of piece it all together from there but that, it's pretty much how they've always kind of been yeah 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 I mean, I, I guess it's not is not really a lot of a, sort of a better way to do that without introducing like fail states, which you don't want in a game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I kept finding myself like kind of, oh, I kind of know where I need to go or I, I sort of have a feeling of what I need to do, but because I haven't gone and spoken to the right person with the right prompt, like I'm not allowed to yeah. do it kind of thing. So that, you know, took, took some working around. And like you said, like the NPC behavior is a bit repetitive, especially like, uh, you know, if I was at one point I was trying to find some evidence, so I'd, I'd pinned what I knew because obviously you mm. like you pin evidence and then when you're talking to people, it kind of bases the conversation on the evidence that you've pinned. Um, and like, Actually, yeah, that's new. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, thanks for but in doing that, you end up speaking to a lot of people that have nothing to do with what you're talking about that end up just saying the same shit over and over. Yeah. So like it makes that even more obvious yeah um so that's yeah like that's and that, that's the thing is like the game wants you to go and speak to these people mm. but then doesn't give you enough yeah it'd be different if it would just like if yeah. you know there just wasn't an option to talk to them i think would be better mm. you know unless you if it was someone who might have something um but um i i like i like the you know i liked i like that that case that first case was interesting um yeah. it's a good little introduction Wandering around Cardona was cool. Um, like I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, 
what happens after that and I'd probably be mm. keen to give the rest of the game a go. Um, yeah, definitely definitely not normally my sort of setting or, or vibe, but I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. So I want to ask you, there, there's one part of a case where you go to the police station to sort of look in, look in the archives mm. and uh, someone's locked themselves in there. So you, basically you have to go and uh, go to a crime scene and uh, get a sketch of, of the, um, the culprit. Mm. And instead of, they do it like, I think they do it in a cool way. Although the way they've done it, it's, it's a little bit, uh, they probably go about it the long way, but um, basically you have to dress Sherlock to try and match the appearance of the culprit. And it's, yeah, like it's, it's just a, it's just a cool little uh, way that, that they've sort of done that um, rather than like go speak to like an NPC. Oh, he was like this. And then Sherlock just magically draws like the character, you know, you kind of, it's just like it's just like it's just something a little fun because you make him look you can make him look a bit ridiculous. Mm. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, Kieran, you mentioned to me uh, about the combat, or yeah. So in the Sinking City, they had combat, and um, it kind of did feel a bit out of place, mm. sort of, or or it kind of felt a bit half baked. Um, and I didn't playing it the first time. I was like, ah, oh, it's fine, like. It's, you know, it is what it is. But playing again on the PS5, I was like, this is bad. This, <laughs> this, this, this combat is bad. Um, but this time around, there actually is combat, but they haven't, yeah, that they have not included it in the preview. So, but I've been told that they have worked on it a bit better this time. Oh, sorry, they worked on making it, it a bit better. Okay. So, yeah. Um the other thing I did, I actually did really, really like about it, and I think they, these games have always done pretty well at that. Is I thought Sherlock's voice acting was, uh, and the other character John, I thought their voice acting yeah. and their their general um, bond and rapport was was uh, very good. Yeah, um, but even even John will say things that are repetitive quite often. Um, so basically, if if you walk around and you've got some evidence pinned and you ask the wrong person, if you do it like two or three times, John will be like. Are you just trying to annoy these people in a much better British accent <laughs> than that? But um, um, yeah, it's just like little things like that which uh, make you realise that it is like a budget game, not yeah. budget and like you know, then it's not made on a shoestring budget, but it's definitely you know it's double A and not triple A. Mm. But I'm keen. I'm keen to see the rest of it. Um, the preview should be on the website now. Embargo's lifted, so. Hopefully, I've got Mars in the gear and got something up. Um, but no, I'm enjoying it. I'm uh, looking forward to the release, which is later this year, and it's coming on, coming to next gen consoles, new gen consoles, and PC. Shout out to Frogwares for the for the code again. Um, so is that as someone yeah, who's only played ooh, five or ten minutes of the uh, Frogwares Sherlock Holmes games? Is there any amongst these that you would recommend playing through for someone that's I fairly new? You can. I'd probably recommend the Sinking City. Or do you like Lovecraft things? Yeah, look, t- when I don't take it seriously, as a bit of a tongue-in-cheek setting in a way, yeah, it's it's different. So I, I do, and I did find that somewhat attractive. 
all of the criticisms you just listed were the sort of things keeping it at arm's length, but I've just it's mm. been sitting there. I've just been torn between do I touch that or the Call of Cthulhu game because I know they're somewhat similar but probably quite different. Mm, no, they are very different. I, I, I enjoyed both. I think I reviewed Sinking City higher. Mm. Now I gave Sinking City an 8 and I gave Cthulhu like 7.5. Um, but they're both good, I think. Like they're both good games. Nothing amazing. Um, I found I didn't quite enjoy the Sinking City's world quite a bit, um, even though it was a bit bit janky. Um, and Cthulhu's a lot linear. Um, and again, like it's uh, very well voice acted and all that, but I reckon if I had to recommend a Sherlock game, it'd be crimes and punishments mm-hmm. and you can normally get that pretty, pretty cheap on somewhere on steam or something. Devil's daughter is okay. Um, but I'd probably definitely go crimes and punishments over, um, devil's daughter. All right. Let's move on, unless you've got any more questions, Nathan. No, very satisfied with that. I've, I've always had one eye on the series, but never quite dipped to my toe and just being aware that it wasn't, you know, it, it's a budget game and it shouldn't you shouldn't hold that against it, but a small degree of trepidation. Yeah, it, it is, but they are, and this is very cliche and stuff, but each game they do, they, like, they do get better at making games. Hmm. Um, and each one sort of get uh, the scope sort of widens and the ambition gets bigger. They've made um, a few of them. <laughs> yeah, this is like well, this is the eighth one. My word, uh, chapter one. But yeah, no, like it's cool. It's um, I mean, they have probably had to do something different. You probably can't keep making Sherlock in the, in the same setting and stuff. So I think this this definitely jazzes it up a bit. And yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, keen. It, and it's a different take. And like I said, it gives them a bit of creative freedom to sort of play with it um a bit more cool all right uh that's all we've got in terms of um reviews and stuff so let's hit the hit the news because there's actually quite a bit of news to talk about this week um the timing of our podcast is a bit uh is a bit whack so we're a few days behind but uh we'll go from oh yeah, good one. Um, Kieran just reminded me that I actually did preview House of Ashes, <laughs> um, which I completely forgot about, but reminded them to look at before we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so last week I also got to check out um, a 25-minute or so presentation um, uh, for the Dark Pictures uh, entry number three, which is called House of Ashes which is a super massive anthology of like short narrative horror um, games, sort of in the vein of Until Dawn. Uh, first one, which was Man of Medan. Second one, which is Little Hope. Dylan uh, Blue from Well Played, he reviewed both of those. They're on the website. I don't know if all reviews are available to read at the moment because of the site changeover, but I want to say he gave them like a seven and a six maybe. Anyway... Um, but the good thing about the house of, uh, the dark pictures is that they are all sort of standalone games. You don't have to play one to play them all. Um, and if you don't know what they are exactly, they're the co-op, uh, yeah, survival horror, uh, adventure games, um, where it's sort of uh, two players can play and it's got the, it's got five characters, 
and each character can live or each character can die sort of thing and and it doesn't really matter what happens because the story just keep keeps going so you sort of can, can go back and replay and um see if you can save everyone or kill everyone um in un- just a very quick question we, we all played until dawn didn't we mm. did we the first time we played it how many people died I lost a lot. I yeah. I don't think I would have had more than maybe three or four survive. I think I it was a shambles. I think I had two. <laughs> yeah, it would have been about the same. I reckon like at least half. I just me- I just remember that that last one or one of the last QTEs where you got to hold like the like the controller super still or something like that, being like, "Don't you fucking die!" Like this is like my second last person. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so House of Ashes, um, the full presentation is actually on the, on YouTube now, uh, which I didn't realize until after I'd posted the, um, the preview, but so I've linked the gameplay in there, but basically House of Ashes, uh, is set in 2003 in, um, the Middle East, uh, at the close of the Iraqi war or the Iraq war, uh, you play as a, like a mixed bag of US special agents, uh, from special forces, air force and the CIA. And you're investigating a uh, like weapons of mass destruction, and you're going to basically uh, investigate this underground. Uh, so what what you believe to be a underground chemical weapons depot. Uh, you turn up at this location, and then uh, Iraqi forces are there, and they sort of start shooting out, and then an earthquake occurs, and uh, you fall underground uh, and into this very ancient tomb uh temple thingy um and from a setting uh perspective and like a premise like this is definitely right up my alley like uh, like i love that sort of ancient like you know, middle eastern and egyptian and like all that sort of stuff and love temples um so yeah that like instantly i was like this is probably more appealing than the other two because the second one was based on the witches in Salem and the first one is something to do with Madan, Madan Onger or something. Uh, the presentation does say, I can't remember exactly, but um, yeah, so this one's very, very, very cool. Uh, this one includes Ashley Teasdale as one of the characters there and some other other people. There's two uh, army soldiers who... Uh, best friends I, I believe but one of them is like uh, superior um, so uh, the director Will Doyle was sort of talking about how you have to when you play as um, the superior you have to sort of how you're going to play as that character are you going to kind of um, support your friend or are you going to you know be superior kind of thing and you know tell them to pull their shit together kind of thing um but you know, like it looks cool. Like I mean, if if you've played either of like Until Dawn or the Dark Pictures games that are out now, like you will know like how they play. One big thing that they have changed is there's no more fixed cameras. They've they've gone with like a three sixty uh, degree like camera system here, which actually looks like very very cool. Uh, and this is also the first one that's actually going to be properly optimized for the new gen consoles, um, and definitely looks spooky. Uh, uh, Will Doyle, the, uh, the directors, did say that it's sort of inspired by Aliens, um, Predator, mm. and The D- Descent, which I've actually owned both those movies on Blu-ray. How very bizarre, but 
because um, they're not actually that amazing. Like, like they they're cool, but they're uh, you know they're not like the Phantom. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like we didn't get to see the creatures really, but yeah, like the gameplay presentation that we saw just sees like a, sh- a short little uh, take of like gameplay where the two soldiers are sort of one of them sort of sees something in the dark and then, then they meet up and he's like, you know, I saw something and the other one's just basically like, you know, like I said, like pull your shit together and then they go and they find another um, soldier who's basically in pieces, nearly bleeding out. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the monsters start start to come and they just start shooting and that's sort of the end of the gameplay. But it looks very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very down with this setting. Have it, have either of you played the previous two? No. No, not at all. Is there any combat in the previous two? I don't know. I've played so, little bits. I've played a couple of hours of Man of Medan and maybe a couple of hours of Little Hope, but I don't remember any any combat. No, I don't even know if, if there is combat in this. Which you'd be fooled by uh, by the trailers. Yeah. It's, it's very gun-heavy. <laughs> because yeah. I think from watching the yeah like the the gameplay that most of it. Or all that seems to be like cutscenes. Mm. Um, but there might be like QTs. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, the other thing that they did say that they've um, introduced difficulty settings uh, and you, you can also tailor the speeds of the QTEs because apparently uh, some fans uh, thought they were too too hard or too fast, and while others thought, thought they were too easy and too slow. So you can, you, you can sort of pick what's right for your skills, um, cool. which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of the little video? It looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm like those comparisons to like the descent and stuff, but with you know that like ancient Egypt, Egyptian or like ancient kind of temple-ish sort of stuff. Like I, that that intrigues me mm. um, more than at least the settings of the other games that they've put out. Um, yeah. So I think. You know, I might not get around to playing the other two, but this this might be worth dipping into. Absolutely, yeah. Look, I, no, I agree with you on that one. I hope they lean straight into the that supernatural story element and don't spend too much time above ground with their sort of um, their hierarchy, you know, combat backdrop, and just get straight into it because mm, we've, yeah. we've played enough games in those dusty settings. Let, let's go underground. Let's see what's going on. The uh, Monster Hunter yeah. movie could have learned from that. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other thing I was going to mention is I've forgotten, but they did say that the the modes from the previous games will return. So um, I don't know if you can unlock this, but he did mention uh, that it's a pre order bonus. But you can play as uh, so you can play the theatrical cut, which is like guess like the the standard version of the game, then the curator's cut, which gives you like um, different uh, scenes. So the example that they used in the gameplay footage is the the two soldiers so in the theatrical cut you play as one soldier then in the creator's cut you you see that you see it from um, the other soldiers <clears throat> perspective uh, there's also movie night which is up to five players uh, in a in a room which is cool um, and there was I think one more but I don't remember what that was um, I think it has a friends a friend pass mm I think like the other ones, yeah, yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. But yeah, um, keen to check that out. That that'll launch later this year. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. The, the one, one thing I was going to say, and I do quite like about this, is that when you think of like Until Dawn um, and like Little Hope and, and the first one, they kind of, uh, they're like that sort of teen horror vibe mm. in a way. This feels a bit more mature, if you want to use like that word. Um, maybe just, yeah. Like it's, it feels like it's a different sort of setting, which makes it feel like a little bit newer. Mm. Um, as opposed to just playing a bunch of kids that, you know, are stuck again. Yeah, so that's another thing that uh, looks good. All right, let's move on to the news because there's, yeah, like I said, there's some good, big, juicy news. We won't talk too much about some of the older stuff, but hurrah, we had the state of play last Friday uh, and Horizon Forbidden West got about 15 minutes of gameplay shown off. Uh, I assume we've all watched it. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, Nathan, you have a PS4, so you've played the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm the I'm the odd one out here. Um, have you not played it? Shout out to me. But I've watched <laughs> the gameplay, so I can um, I can chime in with some with some comments. But it looks like the 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 first thing that I noticed was it looks amazing, mm. like visually. Um, yeah. They've really, you know, worked that PS5 hard to uh, to make it look <laughs> stunning. It's lush. It's it is lush. That's like the thing that impressed me the most. Yeah. It's just like the density of everything. Yeah. Just the amount of just stuff all the time. Um, um, <clears throat> yeah. Like the other thing, like that I noticed, and I did mention this in the. I don't know if it was the spoiler cast for Ari or and when I talked about the preview or the game or the review or whatever, but um. When Alloy's running, you can see like the sand sort of kick up a little bit. And, I knew you were going to uh, mention that. <laughs> that was in the spoiler cast. He's like, "Why can't you see Ethan's footprints?" <laughs> I just it's it just it just adds yeah. realism to it. Yeah, and and same like like uh, running through the water, like you know that water was like flicking up. Well, and- yeah, the thing like that's another thing that it, like really impressed me when you're like mentioning the footprints and the sand thing when she's fighting, mm. um, the big mammoth robot old mate when he's like doing uh his laser beams like they kick up sand mm-hmm. as well like you can see the tracks yeah. of the laser beams and like where people have fallen over and where shit's fallen down in in the sand as well it's not just like your standard like footprint imprints it's mm. you know, it reacts to everything which is yeah super super cool do we know what engine they use it's is the it decimate unreal? engine so it's the one they made oh, it's the one they made so. for the first game that um yeah death stranding uses as well um, yeah, that's uh, it's a good looking, good good uh, looking engine. Mm. Did you um, did you did either of you ever check out or grow up with what was it, Dino Riders? <laughs> yeah, Bell? yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. The, You're talking to like, the right crowd. The cartoon, yeah, good. The cartoon, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just love that we could be right at home with that in this game. Like I don't know, it's it's just that that's the yeah. fantasy for me anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, I was I watched it with Anna before the podcast, and um, she just sort of said, you know, because we started the first one, I can we played like an hour, and then just never, just sort of like never went back to it, like for no real reason. Um, but yeah, she's like, oh, you know, I really want to play the first one properly. Mm. So I think we'll, um, I think we'll start doing that soon. Nice. Yeah, it took me ages to get into the first one. 
Uh, I think I've mentioned mm. this before, but I, I must have started it like three or four times before it actually, you know, sunk its claws in and I actually went through and finished it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed like the open world kind of sort of structure of it isn't, wasn't always good, but like the combat was phenomenal. Um, mm. and the world is super cool. Um, so it's, it's good to see them building on those two things, at least from what we can see so far in this. Um, and if this is like, if this is the start of the PS5 generation, like PlayStation, well, yeah. they're just picking up like where they left off. Yeah. You've, you know, you've had Returnal. Did we have one like last year? What did they have last year? Uh, I mean, they had Demon Souls and Spider-Man. Oh, Demon Souls, yeah. Um, so they've just had fucking just banger after banger pretty yeah. much. The, um, and then the, Ratchet coming, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, like stuff like Ratchet and, and Demon Souls and Returnal, uh, obviously, are all built specifically for the PS5. Um, looking at this, like, I'm I'm curious as to like, oh yeah, a, I didn't even think about that. A, what's holding, you know, what what might be holding the PS5 version back, you know, from also being on the PS4? Because there's like Ratchet and Clank as an example, from what we talked about when I did the preview, there was stuff that they were saying that was like basic, fairly basic gameplay stuff that they just couldn't have done. So I'm mm. interested to see like what, um, you know, a what's what's if there's anything holding back the PS5 version, and b what the PS4 version's gonna look like based on how good this looks. Like mm. they're either gonna have to you know significantly change the a lot of the way this this game looks, or run it at a at a resolution and a frame rate that might even be below what the first game was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like to get to the same level of detail. So it's um. Yeah, or as good as it looks. Pull a, like, um, pull a cyberpunk. Just can it? <laughs> Be like, no. Or just it runs great. Or just, <laughs> it, runs, it runs great on PS4. Just deny. Can they pull their own game like from uh from the from the PSN store? Do you reckon they do that? No, no, no. Um, Not a no, chance. I, I I reckon that I reckon that game will be pretty tight. Nathan will have to be the um like guinea pig on that one. Yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, we'll, we'll get load screens. We're prepared for that. Yeah. Otherwise, load screens definitely be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, I can maybe less detail, like in in the environments. Like it won't won't look as. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Um, which will obviously probably be part of the hard drive as well. But what else? Like I don't know. Maybe like you won't get that kick up a sand. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's like there's a lot more going on on screen than what there is in the first game. So for it to run as well as it, like it if, to me, it's, it's like is it going to run worse than the first game to try and catch up to you know the amount of stuff they're putting in it? Mm. Well, can you can you actually have like a can they make a PS5 version of it that just um yeah. I don't. I think that's a dumb. That or, or like, or as a, as a really dumb question. Or, like, or have they gone that far and made, yeah, you know, a vastly different iteration of the game? Yeah. So you do have to actually ch- choose because I don't know. Like when you, what's a game? Uh, Demon Souls is PS5 only, isn't it? Uh, what's a, what's a? Sony it's possible to buy a PS5 game and not get the. I mean, I I kind of get what you're saying, but it's not like you could play it on anything else anyway. No, no, but it's more like, you know, when you get like, um, 
uh, any game that's got like a PS5 version and a PS4 version, mm, yeah, like, so you, you have to parody. go in and like you have to go in and select the PS5 mm. version. Like, I don't know. Are you do saying s- maybe there would be like two listed as two completely different things? Maybe I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah, um, I don't think it would make much difference how they arrange that because they could still have two different. It's still two different installations. Yeah, it's not like the Xbox what, system where it like no. just adapts the one game to the system. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> um, I wonder if, if they're going to show off PS4 gameplay before it comes out. Trailer You'd hope will. so. PS4 will be the better version. We'll get a Aloy designed by the fans. That yeah. will be what we get on the PS4. <laughs> That's our present. That'll save ones. Yeah, well, if they're not like putting in her wrinkles and like blemishes and stuff, that'll save them heaps of detail. I am. Um, on that one, sorry, just quickly, I was, I was just saying, um, so I only watched that that Horizon trailer, the gameplay trailer today. I'd seen a bit of that drama on Twitter recently where somebody had um, drawn comparisons, you know, saying the face is too round, too masculine, whatever it was, bullshit. I, watching the trailer today, um, it's actually really impressive. I, I'm actually, I had to remark on her face. It's so much more expressive than the first game. I felt the first game, yeah. no, no offense to how she appeared or anything, but I thought the voice actor, actress, did a lot of the heavy lifting for the emotions mm. and the drama of what was going on. There's a lot of subtlety on, to her face here. I was really drawn in by that. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. And I, <laughs> just, I guess it's just Twitter drama. It exists in a void. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that was one of the big, uh, like not big, but one of the only sort of real criticisms of the first game when it came out is that the facial animations were a little bit stiff. You know, they maybe sort of didn't, yeah, didn't quite hit the same mark as the actual performance um and so it's good to see them taking on that feedback and actually pushing it you know right to the the forefront of the industry and actually yeah really like the yeah the fa- the animation the animations in general and the facial animations look mm. ridiculously good it does look it does look very 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 good uh we didn't get a date though did they no did they punch a 2021 at the end of the of the trailer or the state of play I don't think I can't remember if they put twenty twenty one in there, but they haven't un they haven't changed that yet. Right. Okay. So that's still um, the tentative release year. You reckon that's uh, you reckon that's coming this year? I reckon it is. Yep. They've had like you forget how long ago that game came out. The the first game. Mm. Like two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. So you know, four years is a long development cycle for yeah. a game that didn't have a framework to base it off already so yeah and this has yeah so, so it that, wouldn't that, shock that, me at all yeah it's cool. exciting mm. all right on the same day <clears throat> i think you now to correct me if i'm wrong here but i'm pretty sure we got um dying light 2 yeah. gameplay and we said on the same day yeah uh, i think i woke day, up to yeah. that yeah uh this i was su- su- like surprised about because normally or at least last time they showed this off at the Xbox um, yeah. conference at E3. So with E3, what, like two weeks away mm. um, for them just to drop, just to drop it. Um, but yeah, it was a bit surprising. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but did we all watch yeah. this? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks fucking cool, eh? Mm. Um, given all the... Uh, negativity that's sort of been around the development and you know tech land itself um i 
didn't I didn't have much confidence that it was gonna a come out this year and probably be like look that good mm. um, so I mean it's it's sneaking in in December but uh, it looks really it looks really really cool I'm definitely very excited for this one yeah. the odds of that getting pushed out I don't know it's December almost seems a bit too tentative. Yeah, but can they afford another delay, you reckon? I mean, probably. Can they afford but... it to be a stinker if it's not ready? Well, I mean, when did it, when did Dying Light come out? That's like 2015, isn't it? Yeah, that was early in the... I think you might be right, yeah. Well, it's got to be 20... I think it came out... 15? Uh, let's, let's have a look. Couldn't be any later than that. No, I thought maybe 2016, but I'm going to go with 2015, so have a look. Fucking hell. 15. Okay. Came out twenty sixth of January twenty fifteen. Mm. So that's, that is a long time. That is six years ago. Did either of you finish the original? I did. I played. I think I played like half of it. I don't think I ever finished it. Oh really? Huh. You probably played the good half. <laughs> there, there's a point. I, I don't know. Me personally, there's a point in the game where firearms become a bit more common. And that's the point where the game just sort of drops off a cliff for me. And I like that in the gameplay trailer, I think I only saw the main character wield a firearm once, like just in a shot. Like it's it's rare. They're really emphasising that crunchy melee combat, mm. which is, I think, what made the first one a winner for me. Yeah, the best parts were, were definitely sort of like when you felt that you had no power, you, you, know, you, you just had to run and basically fight for your life to kind of survive. You know, like those some of those nighttime sequences are just manic you've only got two weapons um, in your inventory that aren't broken yeah yeah um and it's just like because i played with a mate like the whole game because i think it was the whole thing was co-op i think yeah from memory um so that was like just super fun um but i mean since since they've finished that game they've got they've had the expansion That's and cool. then they had the the Battle Royale game, which is still in early access. Bad bad for blood? Bad blood? No. Is that getting any love? Yeah. No. I think that that absolutely tanked, I think. Yeah. Um, came out and it went. Um, we actually got review codes of that and a week later we like I think we installed it and we tried to play a game and we did, it was just nothing. They had some Viking flavored DLC come out for the first game back in Feb this year. So really? yeah, yeah, still pumping out content. I mean, it's it's some skins, it's some throwing axes, it's, a, it's some shields, it's yeah, run of the mill Viking costume. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it, they've still been putting out content for the original right up through to this year. Yeah. Well, the other thing. There you go. Sorry. I was going to say they. Um... They just brought out like the the ultimate edition of the game as well, like the platinum edition or whatever it's called, that they announced during that uh, that presentation, where it's you know the the whole game package with every single bit of DLC they've pumped out for it. And I think it's like I don't know about the other platforms, but it's like forty bucks on PlayStation as like a launch price mm. instead of like one hundred and sixty or whatever. That's pretty good. Um, so I've been I've been eyeing that off because. Maybe I maybe I do need to go back to it before the other one comes out. It's a lot well, the, of skins. It looks it's a lot. It looks like um, well, not looks like because it is, but so it's like it's a whole new new story and like and like new characters. 
it's it doesn't um follow on from mm. from the first one which is i mean i don't i don't really recall much of anything of of the characters and the and the story in the first one but um but yeah so that, so that's kind of cool that it's a whole new setting and well not setting but you know a whole new cast um but it's like how different can the story kind of be here though like like what are they going to do you know that's that different kind of thing but you know i guess as long as the gameplay is cool and holds up it'll uh, be a good time so hmm. uh we're both keen for that sorry all three of us are keen for that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i mean you both and i'm yeah, with yeah. you i'm not sure how i feel about the story i mean we've got very little in the way of plot details from what they've shown I mean, yeah. some overarching, like we understand the setting, we understand where we are, we know who some yeah. of the players are, but we don't actually have much in the way of stakes. This is sort of, they're alluding to the fact that you need to inject yourself to not turn. Um, mm. So I'm not sure how that's going to factor in. They've only teased that. But yeah, I want to see the... what the story's about. Like what's actually occurring here? Who is this character we're playing? Um, the few characters we've met so far are just heads of factions, which I don't like because we're used to that in sort of open world RPG games. Mm. Your characters yep. are just quest givers and we're, cu- we're told constantly through the trailer, don't trust these people, don't trust these people, don't trust these mm. people. Why the fuck do I not trust them? What are the stakes here? So I actually found the allusions to the story a little bit frustrating. They're trying to tease me, but it's, I don't know, they left me a bit cold, but the, all the gameplay stuff looks rad. Yeah, nice. Well, fingers crossed that uh, it it hits its December date. I mean, I don't think it can really probably launch much later than that, really. I think once you kind of get past December 10th, it probably becomes a bit of a, a dead zone, really. Um, all right. Uh, the other... I'm trying to find the doco. Where are we? The other bit of news that got... Um, and this is, this is where my dates are a little bit mixed up. Uh I think Dragon Quest was next, or was it the Switch, or was it both? There's no Switch. What do you... What? No, no, sorry. Not not Switch news, but there's Switch rumors. Ah, sorry. That Switch rumors it been in various forms over the last, like... Well, since forever, but especially over the last, like, week or so. Okay. Um, um, but that Bloomberg but report, I can't remember when it uh, happened. It was on right. Sunday. No, oh. no. Thursday, so it was, yeah, same day pretty much oh, sure. for us. Cool. Uh, and then Dragon Quest was the Friday? And then Dragon Quest was potentially... Either way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't It was at a time. Really I think that was earlier, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Dragon Quest first? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it was... Um, yeah, Square Enix put on their uh, Dragon Quest requisite 35th anniversary special live stream, um, which they streamed uh, from Japan in the studio um, with a live translator translating for two people at once, which was very cool to see. Hard to keep, hard to follow, but um, very impressive on their part, I think. Um, but they made a, yeah, a, a bunch of announcements, um, mostly in the realms of uh, stuff that, will probably remain exclusive to Japan or at least uh, is was more for the Japanese market, like their the mobile game, Dragon Quest Eraser, um, an update to Dragon Quest Ten online, which we can't play here. Um, but, uh, and then like a, 
a new standalone version of Dragon Quest X Online called Dragon Quest X Offline, which was, you know, a non-MMO take on the MMO, which I don't think will come out here either. Um, but then they announced some some pretty cool stuff like the Dragon Quest Three HD 2D remake, which uh, is being done in the style of Octopath Traveler. So that HD 2D sort of uh, art style where everything's pixelated sprites but in a in a 3d setting in the unreal engine i'm pretty sure or no a close approximation of it um but uh yeah that that they're aiming for a simultaneous worldwide release um which is cool uh and they also announced dragon quest 12 which was very very exciting it wasn't much more than just a logo tease um but they sort of from from that tease and from what they were saying they alluded it to it having a little bit of a darker tone which will be interesting because the dragon quest series has always been quite um light-hearted i guess even in its darker moments it's always kind of had an element of that um and they strongly alluded to the battle system being different to what uh we're used to um potentially i don't know some sort of hybrid action system like the Final Fantasy VII remake or something like that probably wouldn't be off the cards. Um, but uh, yeah, another one that they're shooting for a simultaneous worldwide release as well, which is good to hear. Um, there was, there was yeah. a lot of little things sort of, because I watched that also just recently. There was a lot of halfway teasing about a few different things as well. I yeah. noticed with the 12, um, or however his name is, was talking about there might be some divergent narrative paths. Yeah. Maybe. Very coy about yeah, everything. Well, the, um, I mean, the title of it is the flames of fate. So they, yeah, they definitely were talking about, you know, it, it's, uh, it will have an element of, yeah, player choice, I guess, or, you know, your, the whole thing is about determining your own fate. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting that it looks like they're doing a few things to break away from the traditional mainline dragon quest stuff. And did you pick up, because I didn't see any other articles pick up on this, but they were discussing, and you may not be aware of it, but they were mentioning that there is some work on a Dragon Quest Monsters title. Yeah, so they said that they're going to do another presentation for the Monsters series Mm. at a later date. Because we haven't seen anything from that in the Western Yonks. Yeah, but yeah, given they're doing an entire presentation for it, they must have something fairly substantial lined up. Um, Obviously, the notable omission from that and this was no mention of dragon quest builders unfortunately mm. unfortunately um, i feel like i mean they've, they've probably done as much as they can with that series but i know a lot of people were hoping to see something but yeah, yeah. there you go old uh dq um zach's just like how? i have no idea you tickled for some dq about yes <laughs> loves a bit of dq <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to, what, uh, how much has changed over the years for that series <laughs> on, in like mainline? In the mainline games? Uh, I mean, the move to three dimensions, but yeah. other than that, like it's, it's, that's one of the, one of the, like the really, really big JRPG series that's kind of held to its norms quite strongly over the years. Yeah. So... Yeah, from what they're saying about the the twelfth one, like it's a, it sounds like a fairly big shakeup. Right. Okay. Cool. Nice. 
All right, uh, the other news, big news that went last week was Far Cry 6 finally got gameplay and uh, a release date as well. Um, game's coming in very hot at the moment. Um, did you all watch this? Yeah, I did. Oh, is, <laughs> <laughs> is this um, the first time in a quite a, a quite a while that we've actually had a face to a Far Cry protagonist, or at least and one a voice? Yeah. Um, uh, do we have three? To me, well, no. well, well, three was. Yeah, I mean, there's a face there, but it's. We had a voice as well, but I'm trying to think of four. I can't remember. Yeah, it, four you did. They're not front and center though, are they? Like so. this seems a bit more yeah. out front. Like, and five definitely five. not, obviously. No, well, I feel like they're much. They're more about the antagonist than they are the protagonist. Yeah, that's right. In those games. Yeah, um, and it seems like they've seems like they've realized that that wasn't working out well for them in the last couple of games. Well, see, like number f- uh, the 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 main guy. I don't think his name from number five. He was actually really cool. He was a really Joseph cool. Joseph Seed? Is that his name? Yeah. Mm. It was all right. The bunch of them. never there. Yeah. The bunch of them. It was I like in the intro them. and then like, see you later. Yeah, they're like, they're like really like well acted and and then, yeah, they did, it just kind of just got weak. All yeah. the gameplay like around it was, got a bit too much. Mm. With all those fucking, every time you walk somewhere, there's, people in cars like how, how many people live on this fucking island <laughs> or this like, place where they are um but you know this one looks really cool man like i'm i'm when, like when it was announced i was like eh more far cry whatever yeah like don't care anymore really like i'll play it yeah probably probably won't finish but now like i've watched i'm like this is fucking dope yeah like, some of those weapons look really cool like that little um the motorbike chain gun thing that mm. we had like that was i was like that's fucking sick um and even the macarena gun like when i heard that like they had a because i think they revealed that ages yeah ago, that, 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 that was like a gun a cd that, launching gun and i was just like oh really like yeah but ha- like having watched it i was like that's fucking cool <laughs> that was really fucking cool um yeah it just looks like just looks really good and it's cool that you can you can play as either male or female um, I really so appreciated it, that the marketing was all, you know, they marketed female. with the female character first. Yeah, like that's um, like that's always been like, like obviously they started doing that with the Assassin's Creed series, having those dual protagonists. Mm. But like that was always like second fiddle, you know, that would yeah. that would market the male protagonist, and then like, oh, but we've got an option for you if you are sick of this. Yeah, but so that was like that was good to see. Yeah, um, and I think. Did they show off the the guy at all? I don't, I don't remember actually. Think, I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, there's. I think I've seen the key out with the, with the dude, but I, mm. don't, I don't recall what he. he <clears throat> I think they actually have like, like slightly different backstories as well. It's not like. You know, identical characters just, with a gender yeah. swap. It's actual like you know yeah. two different characters. Hmm. Um, Nathan, what do you think? I yeah, I think I came in a little cold originally and then I saw the gameplay trailer and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a well-edited trailer. So I was like, I was digging yeah. in the RTJ. I was like, yeah, this is nice. I like the vibe. <laughs> and then, I don't know, there's, I think there might just be, see, for me, it's a junk food series. I play all of them. I don't, I wouldn't recommend them to anyone, but I enjoy them. I like the 
I like the fact that they're adding some more urban environments. Um, mm, so I'm expecting yeah, yeah. that it's going to be a little bit more uh, bombastic um, because normally we'd just be used to like villages, like blowing up little villages and little huts and stuff like that, um, <laughs> small rebel populations. But now, yeah, we're going to be playing downtown. I saw that. That looks pretty neat. I'm, I'm optimistic. Mm. I hope the driving is better. <laughs> the driving in those games has always been. I, I want to see how the horse goes. But it's like, it's like, mate, like you, you, Ubi, you own the crew. At least pull in the drive mechanics from that or something. Surely. Yeah. Best racing game ever. Um, but no, I'm definitely keen. And that's going to hit uh, October 7. 7? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, October 7, yeah. And it's coming to pretty much any platform it can get itself on. Uh uh, I'll sh- shout outs to me who's uh, for writing this article. I've listed PS5 twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not PS4. Um, yeah, but it's coming to Amazon, Amazon Luna, Luna. Which, is, which is impressive. And Stadia. Um, so if you've still got a Stadia, if you're listening to like Ubisoft's the US or... just like running out their obligations at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, like again, like I think. Ubi's done well with like the like the characters and the voice acting and that you know it's always been pretty good like they're, they're very well produced games yeah um, but this just but Far Cry needed that Assassin's Creed uh, breath you know that, that that to like miss a a year or two and come back and you know change up just a a little bit you know and hopefully this is this is that because like like you said Nathan it's definitely a a well put together trailer um but the thing with you know with with these games is they can the trailers and the cinematics can look good and then by the time you you sink two or three hours into it and you get into that gameplay loop it's kind of like here we here we go again yeah absolutely um we know and i'm sure those those core pillars of ubisoft are going to be in there you know with your checkpoints and your towers and your liberations and stuff but does the hopefully the rest of it holds up does the villain still stir any kind of enthusiasm like uh, are well, we still having, do we like that about the far cry games still well they didn't really well they showed him off in the first one that's right um and then i thought the little kid was going to be the person you played as oh yeah i think i think or maybe i don't remember now um but yeah and then Thought the kid might have been like a protege or something, but I haven't actually looked far enough in. No, I don't. I don't, I don't really recall. <laughs> but, um, I, I like John Carr though. I, I yeah, think that was a nice pick. He he plays a he plays a good villain, so I think they've got the right the right talent there for it. Yeah. No, I'm 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 sure we'll find out uh, more about him uh, in the lead up to release. Uh, all right. One last bit of news we got here for you tonight. Kieran, I'll probably get you to um, take lead on this one because it's uh, an article that you wrote. But it's uh, Melbourne's uh, Melbourne indie studio, the Voxel Agents, uh, have uh, caused a bit of a bit of uh, drama mm. on uh, with their game, The Gardens Between. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, a bit of drama they didn't expect from the looks of it as well. Um, but yeah, it uh, so happened to be uh, 
what date was it that they actually originally posted this? The um, 17th of May was when they originally made this announcement. Um, but it only sort of started to, yeah, I was, I was surprised at the timeline as well. Um, but it only sort of started to catch wind uh, a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, the Voxel agents who produced The Gardens Between, which is a game that we really, really liked here at Well Played when it came out, um, announced that they were partnering with a platform called Pavilion Hub um, to sell The Gardens Between as an NFT, essentially. Uh, so for those who are... Because I saw that a couple of comments or at least one comment on the Facebook was like, I don't even know what this mm. NFT business is. If you had to dumb it down for everybody, because I still really don't fully understand it, um, right? What is that? What does that Look, mean? I'm I'm not a, like I'm not an expert on it either, but essentially, um, Elon tweeted about it, <laughs> and now <laughs> yeah, essentially it's um it's a way of verifying ownership of something that's digital and not physical, like a certificate of ownership for a piece of digital media or you know a digital object um that basically uses blockchain technology to verify that ownership so same technology behind cryptocurrencies mm, um yeah so the the argument as to, as to why that's bad is obviously that you know for every transaction of an nft for every you know verification of ownership of something you've got to have uh computers do that work in the blockchain which is obviously has a, a an environmental cost a power cost etc um, and there's also a lot of other controversy, especially around where it sort of, it, it originally blossomed in the art world where people were, a, you know, able to, uh, conduct art theft with it by minting things that they didn't own as NFTs. Um, there's obviously an element of, you know, shadiness to a lot of that aspect of it as well. But yeah, the main thing people are concerned with is the environmental cost, um, mm. for people to basically just pass around memes and say that they own them. Um, yeah, because did you read about uh, sort of sidebar, but that Charlie bit me video? Yeah. Was, which I just I don't, I don't get it. Like why? Like what's like what's the point of it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There is no point. Um, hmm. So yeah. So this them. So the Fox Agents coming out and saying you know you know we're going to sell our game on this platform as an NFT. Um, obviously rattled a lot of people. Um, and in response to that. Both, both the developer and uh, Pavilion, the platform, were sort of jumping on the discourse on Twitter as well and, and kind of explaining that their platform uses a slightly different uh, verification method um, to sort of uh, mint these NFTs um, that uses basically uses money as security instead of com computational power, um, which, again, like, uh, you know, I'm not... as an expert on so i won't bother trying to explain it but essentially they were like you know well this is a more environmentally friendly version of the same thing um and the the counter argument there which pretty much everyone was was jumping in on was that you know you don't have to sell your game as an nft so even if you're doing a more environmentally friendly version of this why are you doing this in the first place you know why are you mm. validating this this process to begin with um and also, the platform pavilion accepts, you know, a broad range of cryptocurrencies as payment as well. So even if they're not actively engaging in, you know, the dark side of NFTs, they're also accepting cryptocurrencies and, and sort of continuing that on, which 
have the same concerns um, mm. as far as environmental impact and stuff. So, yeah, it was a very, uh, very messy kind of few Twitter threads there with um, both parties kind of responding to everyone and trying to defend their position and stuff. But yeah, the gist of it is um, people weren't happy with that announcement. Um, it just and seems very bizarre. I, I, yeah, I think the... Um, so going through going through the the threads is kind of like a story that emerges where like uh, whoever whoever's running the voxel agent social media channels started talking from their perspective and been like well you know this person from Pavilion is a friend of mine and they said we have this opportunity it's like a new thing it's a better way of doing NFTs do you want to get in on it um, and and they said yeah cool that sounds good without obviously thinking about the broader implications mm. of it you know. I guess when you hear, you know, oh, we're doing NFTs, but environmentally friendly, you go, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, but uh, I think the um, the most recent sort of update on that was that the Voxel agents promised that they were going to be speaking to Pavilion about the fact that people can pay for the game with cryptocurrency mm. um, and see if they can get that changed, I guess, or, you know, come up with a better solution. I think I know who... It is that runs the Voxel right. agents account. Um, and I've spoken to this person before. It is super nice guy. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, just, it's yeah, just very surprising that they would, um, and, and probably unknowingly yeah, invite def- this, I mean, like, this wave of, you know, criticism. Yeah. Against. It's, it's like, it, it definitely looks that way because when you look at the original announcement, you know, the, the wording is like, surprise, we're selling our game as an NFT. We're super excited to be a part of this platform. And then instantly the replies are just like, fuck you. Surprise, I'm deleting your game. Like all this shit. Like they, it's definitely not the result that they were expecting. <laughs> um, so, it's so, okay. Do you know that, so if you go and buy it on pavilion hub do you mm. get a copy of the game yeah so it's essentially it's like a digital storefront um except you have that uh blockchain platform verifies your ownership of that copy of the game that you've bought so that you can use that same technology so then resell it or trade it or whatever you want to do right um, but so, so it's, it's like it's like it's like buying it through steam but instead of steam holding your right. license you hold it and then the system yeah. verifies that you're holding it Okay, so the other thing I was going to say is so I can't go to this site then and say buy a, P- like a PS4 copy of this game. No, it would just be the PC okay. version. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, their argument is that it's like, it's like owning a physical copy. Like you get the same benefits as owning a physical copy so you can resell, trade, whatever. Um, which is, I don't get really understand as an argument because it's still a case of, you know, if this technology goes away, then how do you do anything with your game? Yeah. Um, and also, or, or like, purchase, yeah. we there's a, there's already an existing solution to that for digital games, and it's DRM free. You know what I mean? Like, you can mm. buy games on GOG and do whatever you want with them. So it's um, yeah, yeah. it's very strange, very uh, yeah, interesting read. If you wanted to go through all the Twitter threads on the on the Voxel Agents Twitter, um, or you can see the, I've, the, I've highlighted some of the the best tweets on the um on the article on the website. Because there's even some Australian developers who are sort of yeah. giving them a good backhand as well, which is, um, yeah. Big Mike, anyway. Big Mike Blackney with his uh, image that he posted. It was savage. It just 
Yeah, it was very uh, which again, like it didn't didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, I want to make a receipt right now. I've because I've just been thinking. I'm expecting. Yeah, I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, obviously, being June, and you know, it's it's really our December. You know, a lot of announcements and shit. I'm just I'm wondering who's going to be the publisher that announces some oh, NFT tie-in. No, it's it's going to be this month. I, I don't know. It just seems to be the climate for it. It's going to be polarizing. It's going to be bungee. It's going to be like get your, <laughs> de- get your destiny cosmetics as NFTs. So the only person oh. with them. Oh, I hate yeah. that because I love me that destiny, actually... but I could see that happening too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who who would be the public? Surely it'd be Activision. Oh, I don't know, man. No, nah, it's it'd be not... some like really nerdy publisher that nobody knows this shit until they say something about NFTs. THQ Nordic. <laughs> nah. Oh, actually. Nah, they're, they're old that. enough to, to pull something, pull a bit of a stunt like that. And I don't say that yeah, disparagingly but, at all. Um. But I think they've fucked up a couple of times. <laughs> so I think they would realise that they're about to read the rumour, I think. Let's see. Um, don't know. Don't know. Um, all right. Let's go to some off topics. If there's anything you guys want to talk about at all. Mm. No, nah. I just I, I I just come back to Dying Light too. I I want to see it this year, but I'm just I'm still stunned at the <laughs> ability of developers to push stuff out over the last you know over the COVID period. Just if it mm. brilliant, I, I mean all all power to them. I think it'll be an interesting round of announcements this month to see what actually does squeeze in this year. Yeah, we haven't even planned like a E3 announcements. Article, very very poor. So it, was, it still doesn't really even feel like E three. Like I think E three is I just like, like instead of being concentrated in this three day thing, it's just become a little bit like just a busier news cycle than normal. It's games. Yeah. It's not like yeah. Because I think it's probably the only one that I'm really looking forward to is um, Microsoft. I'm very keen to see what they have to show off. Um, so I think that this is they've got to start showing some game wise. Mm. Uh, I think we got a, a very good sizzle reel last time with you know all the cinematic trailers and stuff and the games that are in the works. But I think we've got to start seeing something, some some proper gameplay. Like they've shit the bed with Halo, so you know that's got to. I don't know. I just don't know. Like they'll show off Starfield because I think they've already said that that'll it that it'll make an appearance. Yeah, but like, show me perfect dark. Like, like, what the hell's this fucking studio been working on for the past five years? <laughs> they've only shown a shitty little teaser. Uh, well, not shitty, sorry, but like, um, you know, they've only shown this little teaser that for an existing IP. Like, you know, why, why? Show me why that you chose to to like remake this. Make me excited for something because right now I haven't turned on my Xbox in ages. For the month ahead, yeah. for you both, what is the one title you want to see? this month that you expect you should make a showing tell you what we'll go to we'll go the one that you want to see that that you think will be there and one that you want to see but you don't think will be there oh okay well uh i'm gonna have to think about this well we'll have a quick jordan play some interlude music (laughs) um oh my 
Uh, okay, well, well, I'll kick off with one that I don't think that I say every year, uh, and, I, and I know it's not going to be there because I reckon this game is still years away. I think I've, I've, I've hit this realization that this game is, this game's never fucking coming out. Um, that's Witchfire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's Witchfire? Well, that's it's exactly. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's the game. You had from, to be born when they announced it. You know the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, so it's it, it's those uh, the astronauts' new new game. You're joking. It's that dark uh, first person shooter game, which I was like, this. That's not what I expect. Fucking fucking sick. Well, they made the guys from Bulletstorm. Is it Bulletstorm? Mm. No, people fly wild hogs or something. People, whatever it's called. People can flying fly. wild. Are you, that's <laughs> two different develop. Are you fly, people can fly or flying wild hogs. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's people can fly. Sure. Um, I think that's where they're from. And then they did Bulletstorm, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So some of those developers are, are from from that studio. So a, a first-person shooter doesn't, isn't too surprising. But yes, coming from Vanishing of Ethan Carter 2, which fire, it, it is a big uh, big change. But um, that game looks fucking cool. Uh, but they have sort of revealed in the last year and maybe like last eight, 18 months or whatever, that it's more of a looter shooter now. So that mm. loses me a little bit because I was hoping to be more of a story sort of game. But I just want to see it. Like if you if you follow their dev blog, which is their website, like credit to them, like they do update fairly regularly. So they are sort of keeping. But it's only like what, half a dozen people, maybe 10 people, mm. maybe not even that working on it. So it's it just, it looks like it just hasn't progressed. mm like it just it's just sat in the same phase for years and it's like fuck just give it to me already <laughs> the little bit that is there is very cool but as you say it's it's a little bit mm. what about something you're happen- looking forward to something that's actually going to get an announcement for more footage so Karen, do you have anything to, sh- to talk about you picked yours yet? Yeah, I've got an idea. Okay, cool. You go, you go and I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep thinking. I mean, the one thing that I am keen to see that I assume will be there, although I could be wrong, is Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, which uh, obviously they've already shown off like a surprisingly substantial amount when they first made the announcement. So I, I dare say they've probably got something else to show. Um, but that's probably my most anticipated future game at this stage you know looking into like the far far future um but if i had a if i had a dream announcement that definitely isn't gonna isn't gonna happen um i would want to see a new jack and daxter game i would want naughty dog to reveal that that's what they're working on at the moment even Mm -hmm. though they absolutely definitely won't do that um (laughs) that would make my year by far if you had to pick another developer that wasn't Naughty Dog. No. If Sony went like, okay, no guy. <laughs> um, oh, it'd be Insomniac then. Would be my second bet. All right. Let's just Let obvious choice, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you had to pick someone who you know, sorry, you can't pick a developer that you know is not going to be working on it. Well, okay. Well, Insomniac wouldn't be, but all right, like a like a left of field. Like yeah, um, let's go the coalition. Don't nod. <laughs> <laughs> let's make uh, it. A, let's make it a chunky cover-based shooter. 
Oh god! Playtime, uh, rockstar for the open world got? aspect. So okay. I've, I dream, I dream every few nights. I don't, but I, I, I want so bad to see something substantial of a Stalker Two. Have either did either of you ever touched Stalker Two back in the day? A oh, Stalker rather. I have, yes, a little bit. Yeah, loved it. Uh, just the, the atmosphere mm. for me is still unmatched, and I just want to get back into that world. Very, very, very good. Have you? You should check out uh, Chernobylite. Not, pro, you know, not quite. I've seen good. the name, and I've been tempted because yeah. it's like, is it? Is it gonna? Is it gonna let me down as a stalker fan, or is it just what the doctor ordered? Mm, is it, it's a good price on Steam at the moment because it's, I think it's twenty percent off, and you get the the full old mate when it um, launches in July. It's I, going for forty dollar. Bit steep at forty at the moment, but I mean, I like I like the screenshots a lot. Mm. I just a thing that draws me into the stalker games is just all those different systems that work together to just make it such an immersive world to be in. Um, mm. Curious to see if this world has got, but the one that I don't think we'll see personally that I would love to see is Metroid Prime Four. I don't think this is the year mm. that we'll see much of it because it's sort of stopped and started. Yeah, I uh, I got can't help you there, mate. <laughs> oh dear yeah well that's just you and nintendo but no look i i'm, I'm down for that and it's such a foundational series too like mm. that dna is in so much i'll be keen to see what they do with the fourth one all right the one i've got two because these are like 50 50 uh a new splinter cell i always think that this is going to be the that they finally do it <laughs> but then it never is uh, the other one is, and it's been rumoured, so again, could, it could be off, but um, I'd be very keen to see uh, if the rumours are true and Arcane announce uh, what is, uh, I think, Project Omen, or Omen is the is the name of the, the game. Um, it's like a dark vampire game. Um, right. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be keen to see that and see what that's all about because I do love vampires and Arcane and, well, that, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I think a Splinter Cell, a new Splinter Cell would probably top it off, would, would just be the one, but I just don't know. I feel like Ubi just, they'll probably tease it in Fortnite or something. Well, that was the thing, because Sam Fisher got a bit of a tease last year, I think. He appeared in one of, what, the uh, Ubisoft little mobile games or yeah, something, that. just to cheese people. Yeah. Love it. Fucking <laughs> Saw. <laughs> All right. Um, in terms of off topics, I got nothing. I watched uh, a film, and I don't think it was that good. I don't remember what it was called, but mustn't have um, been. Now nah, something happened in it. It was something, uh, maybe something to do with the house. I think I don't know. <laughs> There's that. Um, yeah, that's me. Speaking yep. of things watched, you would have seen. Yeah. Oh, I know Kira would have seen the Bo Burnham special. Oh, yeah. that That's a challenge to watch. I, I, I watched it twice in the one day because I watched it first thing in the morning after because it came out on Sunday. Yeah. I've realised on the Monday morning that I missed it on the Sunday, watched it, thought, well, that's ruined. and What a way to start a day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm just going to go back to bed and cry. And then I watched it yeah. in the evening. I was like, this is just brilliant because it's encapsulated yeah. because we're in lockdown once more and it's this sort of, experimental yeah, it, it, the timing couldn't have been better honestly. perfect chef's kiss and um yeah, it just sort of hits 
hits on the head the sort of millennial struggle that we got to look forward to in these in these current times. It resonated yeah. with me. Tough watch, but um, yeah. yeah, my partner Absolutely. hated it, but I loved it. Out of yeah, I mean, I've like I've I've always been a big fan of him, and it's 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 been interesting seeing his what he does change and grow over time. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think out of every uh, every message that's come from every person in the like celebrity or person in the media or comedian or actor or anyone about what quarantine is actually like and what lockdown is like and what the effect is on people's mental health like that's by far the most real and the most entertaining take on that so it is um, so yeah well worth the watch, but uh, it's it's tough hmm. for, for pandemic media it's like it's mm. a it's a number one for me because pandemic media at the moment is such a, a wishy-washy yeah. thing yeah like that absolutely nice very nice well should we call it I think I think we're done. I think we're um wrap it up. How do you That's do it? it? Well, Nathan, thank you for uh, yeah for joining us. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed your time, and uh, we'll see you again. It's lovely to sit by the fire. Thanks for you. coming on. Now we just need marshmallows. Hmm. That's good to have a yarn. Don't you have some s'mores in that oh, wow, see, concoction that, of? That's where I was going. Yeah, gross. Get old Paul onto the job. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out any of the content we've got going up, you can go to www.well-played.com.au. Check it out. Give it a read. Give it a click. Click on the ad. Give us some money. Um, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.